Spinning top. Spin to win. Hi, my dear Change Evers listener. Here's your change-loving host, Shafali. Can I ask you, what have you been thinking lately? I mean about change. Have you been thinking of changing your job? Or going to a different city? Or even of starting a new life from scratch? Have you been bored of your life? Or parts of your life at least? Worse still, are you becoming bored of your spouse of decades? Have you caught yourself thinking how life could be different? Because if you've been thinking of and dreaming of change, then you are normal. But there are some changes that would improve things for you and there are some that won't. I have personally found myself seeking answers to questions of my own, wondering about changes that could make life less grey, more colourful. And I have seen some of my friends feel the same need and then given to the need of change. A beautiful young lady who once joined me for one of my instructional design courses was a homemaker. She had been married to an extremely possessive man who was envious of his well-educated, good-looking wife and he didn't want her setting foot outside the house. After 15 long years, she wanted a change and she thought that taking my program could help her get a good job which would give her a valid reason to spend 8 hours a day outside the house and actually give her some space to breathe. Her change plan worked. Another friend decided to write a book and then another because it helped him introduce a new colour into his life. By writing those books, he shared his knowledge and enriched the world around him. His change plan generated value for his readers and it worked. A friend in the United States called up after 10 long years and spoke to us for two hours. He talked about how life appears to have become boring and purposeless. I think calling up old friends was his way of challenging his boredom. But it was a short-term solution to a very long-term problem. In my 20s, I came across many middle-aged men who tried romancing me or other younger women. Not because they fell in love or something, but they were bored of their lives and their wives. Now I see it happening to other young women. A lot of Me Too cases, I think, were driven by this need to break boredom that had become a way of life for those men. And while some of the Me Tooers may have been the dirty, lusty kinds, quite a few may have tried their luck with younger women because they were bored. Chetan Bhagat's Me Too disaster, I believe, was born out of a similar need to break boredom. Unfortunately, such plans poison relationships, they break hearts and families, and they earn the change seekers' disrespect, even in the eyes of the young women they attempt to woo. It sometimes surprises me why these apparently brilliant men do not realize it themselves. It must have something to do with a severely heightened sense of self-concept. While such boredom-reducing, common-sense-defying changes are less common among women, I know of at least two women who did something very similar. 
one died an early death after some ignominy. The other is still alive and well, but I believe quite alone. Why? Not because they got bored. Everyone does. After all, we are all humans. These men and women ended up spreading unhappiness and pain because their methods of ending their boredom impacted the lives of others they loved. I am not being judgmental. I believe that we all have our reasons to do things. And yet, if possible, if we can, we should do a risk analysis before we plunge into anything. We should try to see how our actions would impact our lives and the lives of our loved ones. There are two ways of handling your boredom. Enrich your personal relationships. Enrich yourself. Enrich your personal relationships is an important but complicated process and it begins with reflecting upon what you are bringing into a relationship with your spouse, your partner, your kids. For a moment, just forget what your partner is bringing into the relationship and focus on what you are bringing in. Ask yourself questions like, what do you do to make your partner or your child feel good? When did you last smile at them for no reason at all? Just because you felt like smiling at them when you looked at them. When did you last bring them a gift? Not on any occasion, not on a birthday or on an anniversary, but just to show them that you care. When did you engage with them at a deeper level, trying to find out what they desire or want? I guess you got something to say to me here. Say it, Shafali. What about what I want or desire? Do they care? What am I to them? A provider? A chore doer? They pay as much attention to me as they do to a doorknob or to that rocking chair. Like they see me there, 20 years down the line. I am not a doorknob or a chair or a checkbook. I am a human. Do they ever see that? Shh! They will. But before they do, you must, we must, to give them a chance. I have given them enough chances, haven't I? Don't I deserve some happiness? Right? You do? That is why you must bring about small changes. Changes in you that are positive and don't have negative fallouts on your family. Changes in your relationships that increase or improve your interactions with them. It helps to remember that the quest for happiness always begins within the four walls of your home. And my dear listener, remember that if you are bored of your spouse, of your family, then there is a strong possibility that your spouse and your family probably is equally bored of you, but he, she or they probably care more about you and your lives together than you do. So back to enriching yourself. The second point, remember I said, either you can enrich your personal relationships with others that you care about, or you can go about enriching yourself without hurting them. Now, about enriching yourself uh, at the risk of appearing to plug another episode here, I must say this. 
I have already published another episode on how to conquer boredom to enrich our own selves and it is called cut the rut. If I talk about personal enrichment here, I'd just be repeating myself. I request you to check that out. Now let me stop here, but with a request. Whenever you want to make a change, big or small, please remember a few things. One, review the outcome of your actions before acting. Afterwards, it's only the aftermath. Two, make small changes to reduce boredom. Do things you like, but that don't hurt others. 3. Make small changes to enrich your relationships with those closest to you. Happiness resides within the four walls of your home and you must try to find it there. However, after you've tried out all possibilities and you still think that you must break free, then go for honest and clean break. Also remember that the sum of all changes can often be bigger than a single big change. Once again, if you've not listened to Cut the Rut yet, please do so right after this episode. If you can arrest your boredom before it turns into a rut, you can live a less complicated, more fulfilling and a happier life. That is all my dear listener. Have a wonderful, non-complicated life. Bye.